there. Welcome to Break the Norm. I'm your host, Katrina McGee. I'm a certified life coach with an MBA who survived 15 years in the corporate world. I'm here to teach you how to break the norm and pursue an unconventional path to career success. I'm sure you are well-versed in how to live a conventional life and achieve conventional success. But if you're here with me today, that life is so not working for you, even though you really wish it would. Well, it's time to shake things up to do something different, and to create a new path and start living unconventionally. Hey there, thank you for joining us for another episode of Break the Norm. So today I have a special guest with me and I'm super excited to introduce her. Her name is C. Renee Washington and I feel like she has a great story to share with us today that is really unique and super inspiring. So today's podcast is really going to be talking about when you feel stuck on your unconventional path and you've bought into the myth that it's too late for whatever reason, whether it's because you're close to retirement, whether it's because you've already invested so much time and money into the path that you're on, we're going to debunk that myth today with my special guest. So before I read her bio, I just want to tell you why I love Sierra and why I'm having her on today. First of all, she's a sparkly woman. She, I remember learning about her and sort of knowing her um, online through the coaching world before I actually met her in person. And even the way that she types her messages, it just pops. There's so much energy. There's some extra sparkle that comes in and she's always so she just has such a strong energy about her and she's she's a really fierce woman and I respect her so I actually had the chance to meet her in person like eight months ago and from the moment I met her it was like wow I want to know this person she I just love so many things about her but I guarantee there will be some laughter today and you will leave this podcast wanting to know more about her so with all of that Hi, and welcome, Sirene. How are you doing? Hello, I am fabulous. I can't, when you said eight months ago, I, I, gosh, I feel like I've known you forever. Like eight years would be more accurate. I know, I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. Okay, Sirene, so I want to share your bio with everyone. Are you ready? All right, listeners, here we go. I'm going to tell you all about C. Renee Washington. So Cheryl Renee Washington, a.k.a. C. Renee, is a master certified life coach specializing in mindset work that helps highly motivated women get out of their own way and live the life they crave. She's also a public speaker, a fun and life-altering events leader, and an arts and culture lover, and a Broadway fanatic. C. Renee honed her coaching skills during her 27-year career with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama in various roles including recruiter, soft skills trainer, and management development manager. It was in this last position that she solidified her stellar reputation as the go-to resource for coaching people to excel in place, making smooth career transitions, or dealing with the reality of being in the wrong role. Wanting the freedom of choosing her own clients and the flexibility to work from anywhere, she said goodbye to corporate America, completed Martha Beck's life coaching certification program, and started her business. She remains passionately excited about the successes of the dynamic women she coaches. Wow, C. Renee. I am so excited to talk to you today. So I want to start just letting the people out there who don't know you hear a little bit about you. So just 
just tell us a little bit about what it is you do now, and we're going to dive all into your 27 years at Blue Cross and want to understand how you got from where you were to where you are today. Okay. So I am now a master certified life coach. Congratulations. <laughs> and I do, yes, I, my coaching business focuses on women, and I help women figure out what they want, why they don't have it, and how to get it. And I have a lot of experience in that, not only from my own life, but from so many women who I've coached over the years. And when I was in my corporate career, of course, I also coached men too. And what I discovered about myself is being in the corporate environment, uh, yes, I was a, an executive coach, professional level coach, but I also had a lot of other responsibilities that didn't light me up like coaching did. And it was there that I found out that just because you can do something well doesn't mean that that's what you are meant to do. And if it doesn't light you up if you don't have a passion for it, for it. Um, it can be pretty soul sucking. And the company I worked for was very, very good to me. I built a life there. It supported me, my family, and, and I grew up there. And so I'm very grateful for that experience. But, but one of the things we commit to has to be what I call a life sense, <laughs> not necessarily true. So we need to always be paying attention. And I found out in some very real, tangible and painful ways that you do need to pay attention to what's going on with you and when change needs to occur. I, I love that. So take us through at the beginning of your 27 years when you start with Blue Cross Blue Shield were you feeling like this was a great opportunity? Were you excited? Was this sort of a path that you had determined you wanted or was it like you found it by accident? Like how did you kind of get started? <laughs> okay, so I ended up at, at Blue Cross because I was working for a bank and the, it, was, it was fine. It was a pretty kind of a crappy job, but it was my first job. I was in my early 20s and I um, got married. Well, I really was in my mid-20s, actually. And I got married, and I got married the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and they didn't want to let me off. And I was like, I could not believe that. They wouldn't let me off that Friday um, after Thanksgiving. And I was getting married. And so that was my first experience with um, people not respecting who you are. And, you know, I was a great employee. So on my honeymoon, I found another job. And just so happened my new brother-in-law told me that they were hiring at Blue Cross. And that's how I ended up there. So there was no method or plan. It was based on circumstances. And I ended up there and built a career there. And that's how that happened. <laughs> I love that. So when you're there, I see, you know, like we talked about, you've had different roles and you sort of, there was an evolution of your career within the company. Were you driving those evolutions? Were they sort of just opportunities that came up that you took advantage of? Were you strategic in what, thinking about what you wanted to do next? How did the, how did those come to be? Um, mostly falling into things. I'm a seeker. And so my main thing that I'm seeking is to be happy. 
So when I started with the company, I started in their call center and I knew immediately that that was a short time gig for me, that um, I gave myself a year to um, move out of that position. And I did. Within a year, I moved up to team leader and I ended up in the management training program. And after I got into management, I quickly realized ah, I like being responsible for me, not a bunch of other people. So I did something that really had not, I don't think anybody else had ever actually uh, elected to get out of management. People had been taken out of management and terminated, but I think I was one of the very few, if not the only person to actually decide, I don't want to be a manager. Yeah. And it was scary because I didn't know how that would impact my career for, from a, on a long-term basis. But I just knew I had to do it. It was just not working for me. Um, I was doing well. Again, I was doing well in the job and was perceived. I was you know, seen as a good manager. But it was taking every ounce of energy for me to go in there every day and do that job. Yeah. So, um, so I took a professional level position, got out of management with the thought that I would figure things out. I would just stay there for a while. And I thought I was actually going to leave the company. I ended up staying there for five years, much longer than I planned. And um, long story short, there was a job for an HR recruiter in, within the company, and I applied for that and got it, moved to HR, and felt like I had finally found where I was supposed to be because HR, you deal with people, and I you know, loved doing that. I loved helping people get jobs. I loved, that's when I really started. I had always been in somewhat of a coaching role, but in the HR role, I felt like that I was really helping people in a real time sense because a lot of times when people bid on jobs and don't get them, they don't really know why. You know, there's right. a company line. But yeah. One of the things that I was known for is I had a lot of credibility in the company with, for, because I told people the truth. That's and, great. Yeah. And so I, I did. I knew I was representing the company, but I always was able to find that balance of um, letting people know exactly where they stood. Yeah, I know that's a tough line to toe with. Yes. I yes. feel like it's a really, um, I can kind of relate to that sense of being the oddball, right? So you talked about how you stepped away from management and you might have been like the only person. And I'm sure listeners out there are shaking, some of them are shaking their head in agreement, feeling like there's probably a moment where they felt like the path that they're choosing or that they wish they could choose is so different than the one everyone else is choosing. And my moment, one of my moments, was when I was working as an actuary at this really young sort of um, startup-y. It wasn't a startup, but it sort of had that cultural, like everyone was working really hard, pushing, pushing to grow. And I remember being called in for my sort of year end, and it was like, Katrina, you're doing a great job, but we wanna look forward, let me ask you a question. You have two options. Option A is, you basically work really, really hard. You pull long hours, you stretch yourself, you do all these things, and at the end of the year, there's a financial reward, right? Like we're talking a raise and a bonus. Yeah. Or you agree like you're not after the raise, the bonus, and you work hard, show up, but you're not necessarily like pushing, pushing, and working like the crazy long hours. And so at the end of the year, your, your salary is kind of staying the same. And that was a no-brainer for me. I immediately was like, who the hell would choose to burn themselves out for like a $4,000 raise or a $2,000 raise. So I answered uh, option, I take the option where I'm not killing myself. I take option B and my manager paused and was like, wow, 
you've asked everyone, all of your peers have been asked this question and you were the only one that took option B. And it was like, that was a moment where it was like, either A, I'm with a bunch of people that are just running the rat race because they don't know any different or B, I need to be out of here anyway because I'm the oddball and like I ain't fitting in the, the current, you know, the current culture. It's not working for me. So I think, you know, for even the listeners, it might not be exactly like my moment or your moment, but I think there are those moments where you realize your authentic self and what you really want is coming out and it might not match the situation that you're in and sort of how do you deal with that, you know? Um, yes. I would, so one of the coolest parts about your story, there's so many, but the part that stuns me and that I really want my listeners to hear about is you walking away from 27 years when you weren't far from retirement. Is that correct? Yeah, Am I correct? That's yeah. correct. That's yeah correct. I want you to tell me like how far were you and like what was it like to leave that behind? Because I feel like so many people think that's too late. I'll just, you know, I'll just tough it out another like two years or five years and then I'll start to live my life. So tell, yeah. us, tell yeah. us, to us about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yes, and it is a very individual thing. And um, so, yeah, so after I got to HR, I, I ended up being moving from a recruiter to a soft skills trainer, ended up managing that soft skills training department and managing the management training program. So I was talking to people all the time. So it was so, so powerful to hear your story because so often people would tell me, like I would talk to people who were in trouble. They were not doing well in their jobs and they would be sent to me and I'd say, okay, this is what you're going to have to do uh, to turn this situation around and you're going to have to do it every day. And they would invariably say, well, yes, I can do that. And from your story, you know, to all, to know and to own who you are and to know what the cost of that is for you and to say, you know what, I don't want to pay that cost is powerful. And it's, it's something that a lot of people are so afraid to do. So, yes, um, what happened with me was I was, you know, I was, I was, I was back in management. I was managing um, the, I was managing the training program. I had a high profile in the company, was doing well, but it was costing me so much energy. And I, and I, Learned that through the Strengths Finders work that Marcus Buckingham did. And I, when I read that book, Strength Finders, and it talked about, you know, knowing the difference between doing something well and having a passion for doing something. And I was doing something that I could do well, but it, it, was, it had a cost to it. It cost a lot of energy. And when you're doing something that you can do well and you have a passion for, for it, the, the energy is flow free flowing and you have a much more lightness of being. And so I was dragging, I mean, my husband now who was then um, my, my fiance would say that it would start raining um, <laughs> in the house on Sunday evenings because I knew Monday was coming. And what we do is we externalize, we make it about the job or a coworker or another person. And eventually I started keeping these, um, a notepad of what I liked about my job and what I didn't like. And the didn't like list was getting longer and longer. And there was, there were other things going on too. Cause a few years before that I was um, married previously and I was also unhappy in my marriage and I had been married for um, 20 years. And I just thought it was a phase that I was going through. And I um, 
was going to just tough it out, like you said. And when I made that decision to stay with my marriage, the next day I had a mini stroke. And I ended up in the hospital for five days. And I could, I, they couldn't tell me why I had the stroke. I had none of the trigger factors for stroke. And so I knew that I was just carrying a lot of stress between my job and my marriage. And, you know, within a year after that, I was divorced, but then I needed to keep a job, right? (laughs) So I was still in my job, but eventually a few years later after that, um, the, the, the unhappiness in my, in my job bubbled up again and I could no longer ignore it. And I um, happened to be going through menopause. I found that out. And one of the things that I found out, um, I read this book called The Wisdom of Menopause, and it talked about how we can suppress things for years, but eventually there comes a day of reckoning. And for a lot of women, when you get to that midlife stage, your hormones may shift around and they will start you to um, having to pay attention to what you've been suppressing. And it's not that you have to, you know, necessarily leave your marriage, but relationships will have to be renegotiated. And that can be relationships with your spouse, partner, children, friends, whoever's in your life, that if you've carried a lot of the weight of the relationship, some things have to be changed. And that was what was happening to me. I had been carrying too much weight. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you like, so you have this situation, right? Where you recognize that you are carrying too much weight, but there's still this element of courage. So for you, was it, was it strictly that it was, it was so hard to stay that it sort of was like the easier choice was to leave? Or did you still have to tap into like, some way to get the courage to walk away. Cause again, how far were you from retirement? At the- I was two years away from being able to officially retire. And yes, there was a combination of, of, of three factors. Um, one was I, I had this, re- this epiphany one day, this realization that since I had been with the company, they had changed the retirement criteria three times. And, you know, when I started, it was 50, 50, age 50, 20 years. And then they changed it to um, 50 and 25 years. And then they changed it to 55 and 25. And it just struck me that I am allowing some external entity to decide my future. Yeah. And then the other thing that happened was my mom died unexpectedly. And that was huge for me. Uh, And it, you know, we would say, you know how you say life is short. When she died after that, I I saw that life was arbitrary. Life might be long, it may be short, but it absolutely is arbitrary. And I um, talk about my Rolling Stones theory, how the Rolling Stones, all of them look like they should be dead, but they are not. (laughs) They are still here rocking it out. (laughs) So you don't know. I mean, you know, that was (laughs) a thing. And then, of course, there was the um, my health. I, I just did not want to continue to ignore the signs that what it was costing me yeah. to continue in the, in the job. And so, yeah. So you have so these that, three good reasons, three very good reasons to leave, but you're two years away yeah. from being able to retire. So, yeah. like, 
we're all, I mean, I think we all want to know, like, yeah. how did you, how did you dig deep enough to do it? Like, so you, you have these really good reasons. Was it like, once you had the reasons you just decided and you went in one day and you did it Was there's some agonizing and some yes. doubt in there? Yes. Lots of agonizing, lots of doubt. And then I'm not a big risk taker. People see me that way, but I'm a calculated risk taker. So I did go see a financial planner. <laughs> to see if it was financially feasible. And I had seen this planner a few times before and he would say, no, you know, you really need to keep continue working. Um, but this last time I went to see him, I just was determined. I said, I don't care what he says, I'm leaving. And, you know, I was ready to fight. And I walked in and he said, okay. Um, fortunately, I did have, um, I had been there long enough to have a pretty sizable pension. So I wasn't just walking away with nothing. Um, and you know, I, one of the things that I coach, uh, women around now is even if that's not your situation, you may not be able to walk away today, but having a plan is so helpful for your psyche just to know that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I went to see the financial planner and I, planned it out from a timeline perspective and I'm a person of faith and I pray. And so up until the, that last day that I walked out the door, I was in continuous prayer asking God that if I was making the biggest mistake of my life to block it, to turn me around, that I had no problem going back to, to say, I don't know what I was thinking. I lost my mind. <laughs> must've been the hormones. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Must've been but that didn't happen. I mean, the path cleared for me. Everything that wow. I needed to happen, happened. And I walked out and, and um, I've never regretted it. And then there's been, it's not been the easiest, you know, new chapter, but it's been the most rewarding. I, I have no regrets. Yeah. So I think that's another question, you know, the listeners might have is, you know, do you regret it or do you have moments where you feel like you maybe didn't make the right decision? And it sounds like you've just continued to move forward and not that it's been easy, but you don't look back and wonder, what if I'd stayed? I wish I had stayed. Is that true? Never. I, I can't even imagine being back there. Like I said, I, it, was a, it was a huge and enjoyable chapter of my life, one that I'm very um, tremendously grateful for. I still have connections. I've, I've gone back to do some work for my company. So yes, I, I, I don't regret my time there, um, but I don't regret leaving either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was time. I love what you said about having a plan. So I would love to leave our listeners with a tip or two that you might have. So let's say they're at a place where for, for many different reasons, it could feel like I just need to tough this out a while longer. It's too late for me to make yeah. a change but they want, they desperately want that change. So could you give us like a few tips to get them started or what to consider or how to just even get started with creating even a draft of their own plan so that they can start to feel like this might be possible or I might be able to have some type of safety net if I, if I choose to make this leap. Yes. So the first thing I would say is to tap into gratitude that, um, and gratitude from that perspective of whatever this was in your life, doesn't mean that it's that it's going to be that forever and because you want to do something different you don't have to feel bad about that one of my favorite quotes is from robin roberts where she says i'm grateful but i'm not complacent i'm grateful but i'm not complacent 
So yes, honor the, your gratitude for what that was in your life when it was positive. But if it's no longer positive, you have to pay attention to that. Because what you are doing is holding a space that someone else who would actually love what you're doing that you hate, you're blocking them. And you're blocking that. yourself. You're blocking mm -hmm. yourself. So that's the first thing is to pay attention. Now, you, you can take yourself through um, some tests. Is this just temporary? Do I just need to um, find a way to reinvigorate myself and reinterest myself in what I'm doing? But if you come to the point where you know it's over, you have, you have checked out, then yes, start making a plan. So from you know, a financial perspective, go see a financial planner. Just because you see a financial planner, you don't have to hire them. Most financial planners, good ones, will talk to you. The one that I, that I worked with, I talked to that man for three years before I signed up with him. Yeah, I've actually had a free visit with a financial planner as well. And he manages people who, you know, make seven figures, but he was totally willing to take a conversation with me for a half hour and it was really helpful. And he plants seeds, right? Because one day that person making six figures might be the person making seven figures and they're going to really remember that and go, you know, go back to him. So yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. If that's, if, if you have complex finances or a partner or something where it's more than just your income, um, you know, having that free visit with a financial planner is a great step. Do you have yes. anything else? Or are we, are we sort of, cause I love tapping yes. into gratitude. So we have tap into gratitude. And if you're worried about your finances, get yourself to the financial planner. Is there, is there a last or a third tip that you've got for us? Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I also, of course, am a, um, of course. Hold on, hold on. I can't. Come back, come back. You're back. You're back. Can you hear me now? I can totally. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. So you were now. just. Yes. You were just about to tell us your third tip. So, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes. The third thing I would say is get a life coach. And I'm not saying that just because I am a life coach, but because I, I am a life coach, I coach people, but I also am, I get coach. I have coaches. And it's just, yes, you can talk to a friend, but friends, um, while great, can be invested in ways and they bring their own stuff to the table. Um, working with a coach who can be objective and, and stay focused on you uh, is very beneficial and can help you walk, walk it through so that you can consider all aspects, um, craft a plan, and get going with the next chapter of your life. I 100% agree. And I too have been coached through several big transitions because having somebody to support you, you know, if you have big goals of training faster and winning medals, it only makes sense that you get a coach, right? So um, you can't know what you don't know. Okay. See so Renee, are you ready? Pop quiz time. Yes. Okay. So this is my pop quiz question for you. What, it could be a person or a thing, but what or whom was your biggest support during your unconventional leap. So at the point where you are making this decision to walk away so close to when you could retire and to take this other path that's unknown, 
what one person or thing was the biggest source of support for you in making that leap? Um, I would have to say that would be my faith. I, I'm, communication with God is huge for me. And, you know, because, and I have the best girlfriends in the world and my husband is, is, is wonderful too. But when, when people didn't understand exactly what I was doing, I always knew that I always felt covered. I always felt that, um, that God had my back. And so that, <laughs> that I like cool. it. All right. So tell us, Sirene, where can we find you and what do you have going on right now that we should know about? You can find me at crenecoach.com, C-R-E-N, coach, C-R-E-N-E. I can't even spell my own name. C-R-E-N-E, coach.com, crenecoach.com. And you can sign up for my, and get on my blog list. I send out a weekly blog and that's how you can keep up with me. The next big thing that I'm doing is, um, what I found in my coaching business is the foundation that everybody needs is to get your mind right. And so that's why I am, um, I focus on mindset coaching and I have a program coming up in March called let that shit go. <laughs> and it's about letting all your mindset blockers go to just let those things go and move through the fear to do what you want to do. I love that. Let that shit go. I mean, that's a really provocative name, but I feel like it really adequately describes what you're trying to help people do. So thank you so much, Sirene, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to have you on and to hear your story and your perspective. I feel like it, it adds so much more to this podcast. So with that, I want to I want to thank everyone for joining us and say, I hope that you were inspired today. For those of you kind of sitting on the fence and feeling like you have so much behind you that moving forward in your life means sort of like quitting and letting go of all these things. Like I encourage you to take away from this podcast that like you can move forward. It's never too late for you to make a change. You can live in gratitude for what is behind you, but that does not and should not stop you from moving forward. And if that means to a different, more unconventional path going forward, that's okay. You know, I loved it when Sirene talked today about being able to have a plan just even for your own psyche and tapping into that gratitude if you want to make sure your money is right, go visit that financial planner and get yourself a coach, whether that's a life coach, a business coach, somebody that is a professional that is there to show up for you and support you in the way that you need. And what I think I loved most was being reminded today that just because you can do something well doesn't mean that you need to be doing it, right? It's okay to be good at something and to want to do something else, to want to find your passion. Um, it was a cost that was really um, too great for me to pay to stay in my job, you know, and CRNA talked about that as well. And so what is it costing you? You have to really ask yourself that question. Um, and with that, I hope that you guys remember it is never too late to start, never too late to take your own path. So thank you for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of your day.